you're listening to the overly relevant opinions of two girls, two girls, two girls, two girls, two girls, one. Cock. <laughs> you can't start a podcast with that noise, Nikki. <laughs> Come on now, we're professionals up in her. We are Two Girls, One Cock podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, it's always important to add the word podcast on the end of that. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud. 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 Yeah. I'm terrible at these intros, SoundCloud.com forward slash Two Girls, One Cock podcast. No, I'm not terrible. I'm not making Apple that agreement. Podcast. I'm not terrible. Let me keep rolling. This is just my style. <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Listen in, 80s babies, chatting about life, things that happen in our life, things that probably happen in your lives. And let's discuss, let's share experiences, let's learn, let's have fun, let's catch jokes, people. We're having the unspoken conversations. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Like that's that. nice. That's I'm incognito, Joe. No social. Sorry. Yeah, and I just. Well, I was just gonna. I was gonna follow on with. I was gonna follow on with the, the the husky voice and go. go, go. In the power hour, you know. Sometimes hour. I say that. Yeah. But yeah, um, I am Nikki. My Instagram handle is at nik underscore e one, and my Twitter handle is at nik underscore e. Follow me. Follow me. And I'm Ruben Christian, Ruben Christian one on Instagram, Ruben Christian on YouTube and Twitter. 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 No socials from me. Yeah, you don't know socials, man. And today we are discussing vulnerability. And this stems from my girl. My home girl. My home girl. She doesn't even know it exists, but hey, I'm gonna call her my home girl. Brie Brie. <laughs> Brie Brie, you know. Sound like a stripper. Brene Brown. Brie Brie. Brene Brown. Titties. You can find her on TED Talks. You can find her talking to Oprah on YouTube. She's an author, by the way. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Not she's, a not stripper. Just a she's not a stripper. She's not a stripper. She might have stripped back She's in. an I mean, author. She's up for being vulnerable. She'll be open to that. So you can find her on YouTube, Brie on a, Brie. On a pole near you. With some transparent heels. With some transparent heels. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, the, the girls have read She's an academic as well. She's an academic. She's a researcher. She's a researcher, yeah, but not yeah, but in a in a very human way. You know, yeah, she's able. Yeah. She's got she's got skills. This, this woman's got skills. She's got a brilliant website. She's got a new book that's come out that Nikki has. But we are discussing the book um, Daring Greatly: How the Courage to Be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead. So Nikki and I have both read this book, so I'm kind of like half hanging on to it because I haven't got my copy. You know how you go through books and you underline and you mm. kind of star. Um, Ruben has just started reading it. So we thought it'd be pretty cool to kind of just discuss vulnerability in a way where yeah. maybe Ruben is asking us yeah, about my what sister, we read my, my, and our take on it. My sister bought it for my Christmas present because it was on my wish list, so I was happy about it. I've seen her TED talk mm-hmm. um, when she talked about the moment everything she believed in was flipped 360 or 180 mm-hmm. and she had to go into therapy for a year to deal with this new truth that she's learnt mm-hmm. um, and I recently had a scenario where just challenging things happening and I'm questioning loads of things so I kind of connected on that aspect and mm-hmm. I've wanted to read the book um, I'm learning a lot about vulnerability I honestly thought I was vulnerable mm-hmm. right I honestly thought I was especially in my work because I, for the most part, I say what I, I, I want to say, 
regardless of the reprisals and I attempt to do what I want to do and I attack a lot of fears which means going into the unknown and being vulnerable and I fail a hell of a lot so I thought I've clocked this vulnerability thing but then I realised that's just or there's layers to it man there's layers to it I think and maybe that's just with my work and what would, is she on about would, basically and what do you see as the power in it um, I, I think you become powerful because you become immune uh, to failure. You think less, you worry less about failure, which is a liberating thing. You worry less about what people are thinking about you, which is a liberating thing. All these stresses. Which is shame. Mm. Is, that yeah. shame? is that shame? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about embarrassing myself. Mm. I get up on stage and I'll try and I'll get air pie. Yeah, that's not stand up and I, that is being vulnerable. That is being vulnerable. A lot of people are scared of public speaking. I say how I feel. I say how I feel on camera, on, on like panel shows online, which gets imprinted into history. And loads of people are going to judge me for that. But I've made peace with the fact that this is who I am and I'm vulnerable. Let me that. read something. You've probably read this already that kind of led leads into her book. All right. The phrase daring greatly is from Theodore Roosevelt's speech, Citizenship in a Republic. So the speech sometimes referred to as the man in the arena. Yes, yeah, so it was 1910. I'm not going to read out the, the whole speech. But she was saying that the first time that she read this quote, she thought, this is vulnerability. Everything I've learned from over a decade of research on vulnerability has taught me this exact lesson. Vulnerability is not knowing victory or defeat. It's understanding the, necessi the necessity of both. It's engaging. It's being all in. Vulnerability is not weakness and the uncertainty, risk and emotional exposure we face every day are not optional. Our only choice is a question of engagement. Yeah, and I think throughout the book she talks about having the courage to be seen. So, and I think definitely in your professional life you do that and I don't think we're here like, to, no one's here to judge each other or whatever, but it's more, I think she's encouraging people to be vulnerable and to be seen in every aspect of their life mm -hmm. um, in their personal life in their career in every aspect of their life they have the courage to be seen and be no and um and turn up don't don't bury your head in the sand that that's you yeah, know I, but that doesn't mean get up to me i didn't take that as get up on stage and share your share your life with everyone and then she talks about sometimes how the most obvious acts of what may appear to be vulnerable are exactly the opposite actually okay. yeah mm. so, so okay yeah go on so yeah so um so even in here sorry the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs who becomes short again and again there's no effort without error and shortcoming so for me with her it was about owning a big lesson i took from that book was own your story mm. own it just be like, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, I made that decision. Yeah, that was something that I wouldn't do again. But, but also owning your story. And, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah, I love that. So if it's a shit thing, you own it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you're less stressed or regretful or, worry or worried about it, right? No. So how does this liberate you from those poisonous thoughts that stay at the forefront of your mind and bring you down? It's not that. You're not trying to block that. That's part. That's what I just read. That's part of it. But aren't we supposed? But aren't we supposed <laughs> yeah, to? Aren't we supposed just... to get rid of that? Aren't we supposed to come up with some no, solution? No, that's to... life. 
I'm mm. laughing because it's she comes from she definitely comes from things at a different angle here. It's not yeah. like let's get rid, rid of all it pain. All, this, that's yeah. not what this is about. No, it's about um, pain is part of the process. Yeah, embrace the pain basically yeah. and own it and own it and don't feel don't let anyone take your power by making you feel ashamed. Yeah, and that you, there shouldn't be pain. She's kind of saying, of course, it's going to be pain. Like, why am I going to teach you how to not have pain? It's going to be pain. Shall I just read a couple of bits? Go on. I've got um, questions, man. You got questions. So she talks about just basically how shame has been become part and parcel of every aspect of our lives in the workplace and stuff. She's like, if we want to um, reignite innovation and passion, we have to rehumanize work. When shame becomes a management style, engagement dies. When failure is not an option, we can forget about learning, creativity, and innovation. Yeah, mm. it kills it. Exactly. Mm. I, I agree with that, yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, and then when she's talking about children, she's like, the mandate is not to raise perfect, um, happy children. Perfection doesn't exist. And I found that what makes children happy doesn't always prepare them to be courageous, engaged adults. Mm. Wow. So Hard she love. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Let them feel pain so then they can understand how to own it. Let them feel losing. Let them feel while they've still got the comfort. But don't go out of your way to be no, a catalyst. No, 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 no. But life, you know, let right, them so start to, to understand. That, yeah. No, let them start to understand life. But how do you like, do that? How do you yeah, you them... lost that race, you know, and talking to them about right. you're not going to win everything. Right. You know, and letting them see that, you know, like even playing board games, you know, let them see that, yeah, that feels horrible, doesn't it? This is how we can deal with it. Or everyone yeah. feels like this. Don't, you know, this is part of life mm. and share it mm. and know that it's, it's part of you. And not to say that, you know, be in pain, be in pain all the time, but yeah. understand how to deal with it and how it helps you also appreciate yeah. when times are going well. All right, talking about relationships, right? In order for us to love fully and connect fully and mm -hmm. really experience a great uh, relationship, we need to be vulnerable, right? Is that correct or not? Yeah, but you don't... Hi, we're together. Suddenly yeah, you're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But over, over, a, over a period of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So say we do that over a period of time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And timeless, uh, time and time again, it ends in pain, mm -hmm. heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Isn't it a part of the human condition to move away from pain. So we both consciously and subconsciously start to put up barriers and start to maneuver in different directions to avoid that certain thing. Do we need to go into the next relationship totally open as a blank canvas again? But I think what the point is with that is you've come to the conclusion, um, the moral of the story of this relationship is I opened up, mm. um, I connected, um, it ended in pain, that's a mistake. Mm. When the reason why I ended in pain was another reason. It's right. like either maybe the person disrespected your um, being open, maybe, and when in which in that case she touches on that as well and basically mm. talks about judging the right time to be vulnerable with someone. You have to be vulnerable with someone when they've earned the right. Yes. Oh, right. So you don't just be vulnerable with anyone hoping that now they'll love you. That's yes. the, that's something that people so do all the time. Don't your sleeve. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, they've got to earn the right. They've got to earn the right. Okay, and then when you when you realize you can be vested then then you open up exactly right right and if that relationship for example ends for a different reason i don't know you've been vulnerable you connect everything's amazing but then he 
or she goes and does something really, you know, that betrays your trust, that's got nothing to do with the fact that you were mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't regret being open with yeah, them. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree so with that's that. what. Yeah, that's what yeah. she goes on to say, and that you okay. can't, you can't really love and have a deep, meaningful relationship without some vulnerability. Yeah, so or without being vulnerable. Exactly. So yeah. you're basically it's kind not of real. Yeah, you're basically living in this fake world. Don't, yeah. If you don't, if you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable, you're not living. Yeah. It's basically the summary of the whole book. Mm-hmm. And it, it, is there any stats on how many people are closed as opposed to vulnerable? Generally, not that I remember, but I'm sure there is some because she does talk about research that she's yeah, carried out. Yeah. But um, she talks also about um, scarcity and that we live in this um, society of, and our mentality is about scarcity. There's not enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so um, much. There's like she says, in terms of us, we, that, yeah, in terms of us, we feel like we're never good enough. We're never perfect enough. We're never thin enough, never powerful enough, never mm-hmm. successful enough, never smart enough, never certain enough, never safe enough, never extraordinary enough. And she said, we get scarcity because we live in it. Um, and she said, that's the kind of the mood. But she said, in reality, that there is an abundance. So it's kind of battling that mentality. Mm. Um, scarcity is the never enough problem Um, we spend inordinate amounts of time calculating how much we have how much we want how much we don't have how much everyone else has Mm. needs and wants what makes this constant assessing and comparing so self-defeating is that we are often comparing our lives our marriages our families and our communities to unattainable media-driven visions of perfection or we're holding up our reality against our own fictional account of how great someone else is mm-hmm. um, nostalgia is also a dangerous form of comparison um, think about how many times we compare ourselves and our lives to a memory and, and nostalgia that's so completely edited um, that it never really existed. Remember when? Remember those days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, I've clocked loads of these, just being a deep thinker that I am, and I've managed to, yeah, knock them for six, man. Because I know those days are being created right now. So in next week or something, we would remember this podcast, and I'm so grateful that right now I'm connected and it's good, so I'm mm, cool with that. Mm. My thing is... If someone has been hurt so many times, it surely it's really hard for them to believe that vulnerability is the way. Is the way to but to, to it's the, like to what Nikki was saying though. Is that because you're relating you're relating the hurt to being vulnerable, mm. which is wrong. So if you if you okay right, so if you open up, but that's right, not right. why you're hurt. Well, you wouldn't have got hurt if you didn't open up. If your barriers were up and this thing happened, so you then wouldn't you, have then been hurt. You'll never have love. Yeah, but then what I'm saying is not, I get that, I get that. But you're experiencing this numerous times. The unfortunate people out there have experienced this numerous times. Mm-hmm. How can we expect them to open up? Have experienced what numerous times? Opening up and getting hurt. Opening up and getting hurt. Opening up and getting hurt. Yeah, but then you need to look at, say, why are you hurt then? It's right. not because you're opening up. Why? Well, of course it is. What do you mean? Of course it is. All right. So, all right. So, all right. Okay. Here's the. I get what you're saying, Jonah. Yeah. Go here's ahead. the situation, right? A girl opens up to a guy. They get together. He cheats. She's closed for a little while. She opens up to her next guy. He cheats. She never cheats. She does it three or four times. After the third or the fourth. But time, what's that got to do with her opening up? Because she would have only have felt the real pain. If she opened up, became he still vulnerable, would have cheated. He, okay, he still would have cheated. But if she was closed, yeah, and she found her happiness and peace in other places and didn't want the, the, the argument the love, is you can't. 
Yeah. What do you mean? You can't experience real connection and love without opening up. So there's always a risk. So I hear what you're saying. You, your whole thing is the you, the moral that you could take away is never open up again and never experience true love. It's just long. Mm. I can I hear what you're saying. Right. But what we're saying is that um, you have to open up, as we said, with the right person. Mm. Um, and if you've built a genuine connection, you've done all you could. You've done your best to tie back to the four agreements and that person's still gone off and done something unforgivable. It's got nothing to do with the fact that you opened up. I agree. It was mm. just unfortunate. I agree. So you should not associate the fact that they've gone and done something stupid with the fact that you opened up. You can't say, I've opened up, bad mistake, never going to do that again. That's mm. the moral of the story. That's mm-hmm. not the moral of the story. Because you can't have love without pain. I agree. But this happens four times in a row. So I would, I'm just saying, I empathise with people that have been hurt so many times and they find it hard. It might even be a subconscious thing where they can't, they, they try to open, but they... They can't. They don't know how to. So how do we help people like that become more vulnerable? It, does she touch on that? Um, I will have to kind of... I'm making my way through the book, through yeah, the quotes. Cool. But All yeah, right, I'll, I'll hold that thought and come back to it and see if she does touch on it. Um, but she says she defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk and emotional exposure. Um, when she asked people, she did a t- uh, some research and asked people, what does what is vulnerability to them? Here were some of their replies. Sharing an unpopular opinion, standing up for myself, asking for help, saying no, starting my business, helping my 37-year-old wife with stage four breast cancer make decisions about her will, initiating sex with my wife, initiating sex with my husband, hearing how much my son wants to make first chair in the orchestra and, and encouraging him while knowing that it's probably not gonna happen. All these like were people's examples. Saying I love you first and not knowing if, if I'm going to um, receive that back and um, bringing my new boyfriend home um, admitting I'm afraid so th- she talks about all those uh, presenting my product to the world and getting no response um, she says do these sound like weaknesses does showing up um, to be with someone in deep struggle sound like a weakness so she, she, yeah, she's basically saying that Ripping, I like that yeah she's basically Good. saying we should not feel so anxious about that because we're being strong that's actually we're being strong when we're doing those things and it, although you feel vulnerable, it's something that should be commended, mm. basically. Mm. It's um, not a weakness. It's not a weakness. Um, she said, vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Mm-hmm. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. So that's in Sick. response, answer right, to right, that. Right. Yeah. So that, that's the thing, because in that scenario, we're thinking, oh, because I opened up, I was being weak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't think opening up is being weak at all. I just think there are mis- there's, there's situations where people open up and it's just it's they, wrong. They, they make just that relationship bad. They of, of make just bad luck, maybe. Yeah, but they and it's it's wrong to make that link with because you opened up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also human to make the link. No, definitely, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And then she goes on to say, how she asked people, how does vulnerability feel? And people said, it's like taking off the mask and hoping the real me isn't too d- disappointing. <laughs> it's like not sucking in anymore. It's like. Um, where courage and fear meet. It's like you're halfway across a tightrope and moving forward and going back are both just as equally as scary. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a whole number of examples here. It's like free falling. Um, and the answer that appeared over and over again was it feels like you're naked. Vulnerability is like being naked on stage and hoping for applause rather than laughter. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's sick um when discussing vulnerability it's helpful to look at the definition and etymology of the word vulnerable i'm not going to go into that but yeah mm. um yeah so i'm trying to find some other juicy bits but yeah it's she really does i don't know make you look at it in a way that you've never looked at it before yeah and makes it seem like oh it's really simple and it's necessary she really makes you feel that yeah like yeah this is necessary how can i how can i be live a really full life without being vulnerable and again not being vulnerable with everyone but without choosing and building up that vulnerability with people and 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 letting that mess happen and that pain happen with that knowledge of vulnerability is needed and then she does she challenges some myths i think that's one that we were talking about before oh yeah letting it all hang out so vulnerability is based on mutuality and requires boundaries and trust it's not oversharing, it's not purging, it's not indiscriminate disclosure, it's not celebrity-style social media information dumps. Vulnerability is about sharing our feelings and our experiences with people who have earned the right to hear them. That's the key there. So it's not just meeting someone on a bus and going, oh, I've had a really terrible day and this happened. Blah, 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 blah. I've just been vulnerable. And no, I found, you haven't. I found that really difficult. I, you know, And I still find it difficult because it's like... You guys know me and we share things, you know, information and experiences and we have connection. But I don't have that with loads of people. And sometimes I feel, especially in the workplace, I see other people, you know, really close and connected. And I feel like sometimes that can outsider. But my way of sharing isn't, hi, I'm Nikki. When I was five, this happened. When I was 10, that Mm. happened. And when I was 11, I can't, I'm not that all... Or hi, um, happy new year. Over my Christmas on day one, this is what happened. Blah, 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 mm. blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't shower people with information like that, mm. and, and I don't expose myself without knowing that it's relatively safe or mm. I'm prepared to kind of share that information. Right. And and sometimes that can be painful because I feel alienated. Right. Mm. Um. But when I read that, it gave me some comfort because I was just like, yeah, I do feel like those people. Some of those people they blast that information in the vain hope that they'll get friends. Do you know what I mean? Right. Let me just give all this stuff and then then you'll like me. And, right. it, and the thing is, for a lot of people, it does work because people feel like, oh, there's nothing to fear from Tim because I know everything about Tim. I know everything he's going to say. Da, 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 nothing to, there's no no mystery. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I, I struggle with that. Yeah. I. She actually says that that is maybe protecting you, yourselves maybe from you real vulnerability. Really? Yeah, because in here she says the results to this shit, man. Because sharing appropriately with boundaries means sharing with people with whom we've developed relationships that can bear the weight of our story. The result of this mutually respectful vulnerability is increased connection, trust, and engagement. Vulnerability without boundaries leads to disconnection, distrust, and disengagement. Vulnerability without boundaries yeah. leads to distrust. Yeah, because if you just met me for the first time and went blah about and I'm really feeling like this and I don't know why this happened and in therapy blah, blah, blah. it's like I've just met you yeah, I don't I'm deserve to mu- hear this you I'm don't know if I can take this I'm about most things from the jump you know? I know so I think this book will teach me something yeah but mm. imagine like if you, what is your gut response if you meet someone say first date mm. and she tells you like loads of inappropriate stuff about all her family and everything and it, it has no bounds it just goes on and on and on does that breed respect and do you feel special you've just met her <laughs> um, I would I would I think she's got a lot of issues going on right but I would still be like wow she's openly talking about things and that's a plus for me rather than when someone's so guarded 
and they're not giving anywhere any anything away and you're meeting a representative because with dating you want to get to meeting the true them as quick as possible rather than meeting a representative but the representative here, stays there for about okay, three dates but here she kind of breaks down that in that case that person is using vulnerability to deal with unmet needs to get attention or engage in the shock and awe behaviours that are so commonplace in today's culture. I think that's what I struggle with, especially with social media. Yeah. It's not, you know, secret sharing, free for all. And that's builds into trust. So the thing that I remember, remember I was talking about, like she talks about here about a, a marble jar. I think I mentioned that to you as well. And each time I'm trusting you, like that marble jar is getting fuller and fuller. Right. And it means that more can be shared, like mm. more boundaries are kind of gone and I'm feeling more vulnerable. And trust is a product of vulnerability that grows over time and requires work, attention and full engagement. Trust isn't a grand gesture. So it's not me going, hi, my name's Joanna. And at the moment I'm in therapy and I'm discussing what this happened when I was five. I'm discussing this. I'm yeah. Because who are you? to who I own my story, yes, but... Who are you to to for me to trust with that story? Who are you to take and 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 hold my struggle and my story? Um, I agree hundred percent. And what also I've seen like in that scenario where you're saying the girl's gone from one cheating guy to another cheating guy to another cheating guy. I'm not saying this is for the case with all women who ever cheated. I'm not saying that. But in a lot of I've seen a pattern in terms of destruct some destructive relationships and. I find I've seen f female friends of mine overshare over too early in their relationship and leave themselves open. Like, just the same scenario I was giving you. Like, you haven't assessed whether this person is um, a safe place to divulge that information to. Right, But right. you're divulging it. And then mm -hmm. you've divulged all the information and before you know it, they are using it to manipulate you. Um, do you see what I mean? So, so maybe you've said, what's it called? Um, I don't feel very body confident. Then the next minute is, you know, yeah, yeah, you are kind of fat, you know, that um, don't think you get any other guy, you know, like you're lucky with me. I'm, I'm just, I'm simplifying yeah, 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 it, yeah, yeah. but they've manipulated it now in a domestic abuse kind of scenario. So it's like, you have to determine whether the recipient of that information is ready for the information, is a safe place, whether you trust them. Yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent, ma'am. I'm trying to find in here as well, because there was something that she, the big thing about this book as well, stopped me from being such a perfectionist. Would you say you're a perfectionist? I was. All right. I was. Because she made me realise, and I'm trying to find in here, um, where she talks about um, being a perfectionist and actually how it it kind of, again, like stops you from... Is it her who says recovering perfectionist? Growing oh, she is. Oh, she was an extreme one, wasn't she? Who? Brené Brown herself. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I believe, yeah. Everything needed to that. be organised and boxed away and put in its place and understood and deciphered. I think I saw it in this place. so you? shocking for her, man. It just must have sent her mad. Oh, is it? But it comes back to Kung Fu Panda, doesn't it? Yes. We meet our destiny. Like, mm -hmm. Her destiny, obviously, was to introduce the world fully to vulnerability through mm. her work. And she met it on the path that she was trying to avoid it with madness. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> that's is your brain what, fried yet? That is worrying, man. That makes me question that. Am I on path? I and always I, think that. And this is what I find... I, I think I am, but I always think that. Go on. This is what I find difficult about um, social media. 
because I feel like um, the oversharing thing. Yeah, well, she mm. says she says it herself that it's difficult to establish who's genuinely being vulnerable and who's attention seeking. Yeah. You know, like you know, oh, like even it's so yes. But not many people are vulnerable in there, though. I would say hardly any. Yeah. You know. So it, then, out of that small percentage of people that are, but I recently I put some stuff up and I'd like to think I am, but now I'm thinking. Well, Okay, am I doing that, or am, am I doing that to get the kudos of doing it? I don't know. I think, and this is what's trying to work it out. I have that battle as well, and it's like mm. it takes away from the joy of just sharing. Yeah, it does. Because, yeah, exactly. yeah. because which is vulnerability in itself. This is something we truly feel about. Here you go. It's because unfortunately the platform is like the platform we're choosing to to share on has been polluted. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, man. <laughs> so I feel like yeah. I'm gonna try and put out something actually genuine, heartfelt, but it's just gonna be. You know, tarnished with all the other scum. Do you know what I mean? And all that yeah, other rubbish so that's on true, this thing. True. I get it. But yeah, it's it's, it's it's a lot, man. We live in a difficult time. Mm. But yeah, like even people talking about family drama or weight loss or anything, I just look always kind of look at it now with a side eye. Like, what's the motive? I know, and it's a bit sad. It, it is. That we even think that. I can usually tell, though. I mean, on my podcast, on my Do You podcast, when I'm speaking to people, there's so many people that get really vulnerable and then later on they ring me up and think like Ruben don't put that out it was I got too vulnerable and I don't want that out and I was like okay fair play I respect that but yeah I think people do okay sorry I've been a bit go quiet because I was go, trying, go. To, I was trying to look for here also just what popped up um, is practicing gratitude so that she kind of got me much more on that path but with the perfectionism she describes it as a as a shield and it says here, yeah, as a recovering perfectionist. And that's what I was like, yeah, I want to become that. Um, and an aspiring good enoughist. I'm mm-hmm. always finding myself skimming down the list to read the answer to this question. Is perfectionism an issue for you? If so, what's one of your strategies for managing it? Because she goes on to say, the most valuable and thought things in my life came to me when I cultivated the courage to be vulnerable, imperfect and self-compassionate. Perfectionism is not the same thing as striving for excellence. Perfectionism oh, is not helpful. about, that's isn't such it? A helpful distinction. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> to me, they're one in the same. And I, I, oh wow, I'm putting my clothes together in a certain way to look no. good. That means I'm a perfectionist. I'm going to the gym to try to get my body in best shape. I'm a perfectionist. Waste man, waste man. No. no. Okay. Perfectionism is not about healthy achievement and growth. Perfectionism is a defensive move. It's the belief that if we do things perfectly and look perfect, we can minimise or avoid the pain of blame, judgement and shame. Very deep. By being perfect. So we're trying to be perfect. This whole perfectionism because, yeah, then no one can blame me. No one can shame me. No one can make judgement on me. I've got this armour. Yeah, it's up. Impenetrable armour. I'm perfect. It's not so, the key to success. So the aim, the intention is the wrong intention. Mm. You should be just trying uh, trying to achieve good results, but not with the aim of... And then no one can talk, you know, talk to me because I'm here on this kind of mm. uh, pedestal that can't be reached. Perfectionism is correlated with depression, anxiety, addiction, and life para- paralysis or missed opportunities. Oh, yucky. Yeah. <laughs> Just died in, in it. Like if you're not That's embracing what she any stopped. of that stuff, she stopped me. Why are you alive? Man? Perfectionism is not a way to avoid shame. Perfectionism is a form of shame. 
Where we struggle with perfectionism, we struggle with shame. And that like connected so much with me because I, I was like... I am on that spectrum of perfectionism. Yeah, yeah, I was. I'm a recovering, definitely. Yeah, I'm a recovering After reading that, it made me realise, yeah, stop trying to get everything just so. Why? So people can't say anything. So Do you think I'm recovering or a perfectionist? What, what, what's going on? It's addictive belief system. That's what got me. I was like... You know. I think you're recovering. Recovering, yeah. But I think we all have that trait. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. It's what we were saying. We often believe it's because... So where blame and shame come, it's because we often believe, oh, I didn't do it perfect enough. No. No, I'm... I'm do, you know, no, do you know what? I'm a good enough dude, you know? I think I am. There's things I like and there's, I get to a certain level and I'm cool with that. I'm, I, I don't need excess. Mm. Food for thought, man. Mm. Vulnerability. I need to read that. Oh, I can't wait. So should we... going to walk down the street butt naked reading that. Wind this oh, up. Gosh. Um... You completely not heard what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if I was reading a bit fast there. As sorry, I was reading, sorry, Nikki was like, thong. slow it down a bit, slow it down. Let them, soak, let them it soak it in. Yeah, sorry about that. Neon. Rewind and replay. Transparent neon, actually. What's he talking about while I'm trying to still Listen keep it? Listen back to the podcast and you, you've missed it. You've missed it. Oh, gosh. Nugget. That's what you would see. I'm trying to look too. for some other gems. They're not um, Yeah, no, this is something that I ended shine. up... Stop it. Sorry. This is something else I ended up posting. Um, true belonging. She's Everyone's looking for true belonging, basically. If we want to experience... Um, if we want to fully experience love and belonging, we must believe that we're worthy mm-hmm. of love and belonging, which is very deep. How do we know if we think we are or not sometimes? How do we know? How do we know what? How do we get to these deep subconscious rules that is governing our lives? Say that again. How do we know what? So some people, uh, about being worthy. Some people, so what she said is to receive real love, we have to believe we're worthy. Yeah. Some of us believe we're our worth, or we think we are worthy. You just got to believe it. Believe it's not it. about thinking it. Believe it. Yeah, but sometimes it's confusing, isn't I think it? maybe ask your people around you and look at your actions. Okay. Like, our friend, um, mm. who, uh, who basically, I think that person puts on the outward appearance that they are confident, potentially even arrogant, and super worthy, but deep down there's a sense of worthlessness. Um, or fear and fear yeah mm. Mm. do you see what I mean yeah yeah so it's yeah. like yeah you might not be able to see it but maybe if you can't see it and you can't make that judgement ask people around you and for example like but then you've got the yes people haven't you but we um, luckily I think we're not yes people mm. and we've done a podcast and some people can't handle the truth mm. <laughs> but like so little things like for example just to wind up final thoughts but like um we were talking about not like not sometimes not spending on ourselves as we should. Yeah, yeah. Like we can yeah. pull each other up on that and yeah. just go, Joanna, buy the shoes. Next You're worthy. Bought, right, next, you know, next day I, I bought two pairs of shoes, innit? Did about, you? Yeah, it's about 150 pounds. Did you? Yeah. You're worthy though. I'm starving as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says um, true belonging. So we're all looking to belong. First of all, we have to feel worthy enough to belong. And true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, mm-hmm. imperfect selves mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. Imperfect self. And ca- Go on, sorry. And the reason why that, do you, uh, you kind of get why yep. that makes sense? Yep. Why? <laughs> uh, well, because that is total acceptance of who we are and not who we think we should be. And what do you think happens? Like, in my mind... Liberation. 
but also you find Please. your tribe. Yeah, of course. You're trying to like square, fit in your round peg. You're trying to be in a square hole. Yeah, I want to be in a square yeah. hole. I want to be in a square hole. Except you're a round peg. Mm. Find the other round pegs mm. and the other round holes. Or they'll just come to you. Keep it moving. Yeah, or they'll come to you. So I thought, yeah, that I found that really powerful. Something that I found powerful that the reason I keep touching my phone because it's a screensaver. I know, I'm just going to finish up on this. It's my screensaver at the moment. Talk to yourself like you would talk to someone you love. You guys notice that every week I send you a screenshot. Of your meditation. No, it's from her, Courage Works. So if you sign up to her website, you can get like weekly and she'll just send you for a quote and a lot of the time it will be from her her books. Braver Living, Loving with Brené Brown. And she it's just, you know, once you've read a book and you just want little reminders sometimes that like you can go through and quote it, but she'll send you through like little reminders of remember you read this. Mm-mm. Remember, you know, like build this into your life. So sometimes it's nice to just have it there. That's why I send them to you as well. Yeah. To just be like, I read this? the intro of this book. Right. And she touched on the fact that um, men should read it, too, which yeah. means the majority of readers are going to be female. It, I know this. I know I shouldn't be opening a question now, but that just does that begs the question, doesn't she it? She discusses that men. Yeah. Men need this vulnerability check more than anyone. Yeah, she discusses that, that. She she discusses discusses more that. than anyone because women, yeah. for the most part, are not that bad with it. She because we're it. more. Yeah, she yeah, discusses it. I know we've got to wrap we're up. We're supposed to be. That's weak. Yeah, yeah, being vulnerable is weak. But in summary, vulnerability is a good thing. Yeah, it has to be the right kind of vulnerability. It's not yeah. letting it all hang out. No, it has to be with. Um, when you're vulnerable you have to do it with people that you trust um, and it helps you to face your fears Mm -hmm. and to become a bigger more powerful greater person Mm -hmm. and then finally one last quote worthiness is my birthright boom oh big up Brené Brown this has been two girls one cop podcast soundcloud.com just that what I said um, and Apple Podcast, Two Girls, One Cock Podcast. I've been Ruben Christian, Ruben Christian One on Instagram, Ruben Christian on YouTube if you want to see me and my body move. And I've been Nikki. Instagram is NIK underscore E1 on Instagram and NIK underscore E on Twitter. And I have been Incognito Joe. Share, like, comment, and we love Brene Brown. Two girls, two girls, one.